0: This is Roots and Shoots, gardening on ABC Radio, Perth
1: and WA. And a very good morning to you. Di Darmody here today. And I don't like that introduction because it doesn't do enough for our guest. So I have spoken to the powers that be.
2: And now, here Here she is, is, Sabrina
1: Sabrina. Hart. I made my own a few weeks ago that because, is awesome. you know, it's, it is about you <laughs> and <laughs> so I went to our promo genius, yes, Adam Salur, yeah. and just said, look, you know, this is what I've done. It's obviously not up to scratch but <laughs> it's not my... Forte, <laughs> and he came out. And I, do you like the reverb? The I love, son- it. I love it. I love it. I think it's pretty snazzy. It is good. You mm. could maybe have it as a ringtone or something.
3: You know, as you enter a room. No, no, I prefer people not to know you, who I am. Oh, when I... <laughs> come on! You must Mind be. You, as soon as I open my mouth, it's the no, giveaway. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: Don't
3: laugh. Don't ever laugh in public. ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, like a supermarket or somewhere, someone's yeah. just walking to. Oh,
3: it's Sabrina, mm, and when I'm out at a restaurant or something, oh, because you'd never laugh there. No, no, a miserable time when yeah, I go usually, out yeah. usually. <laughs> With There's friends.
1: no wine involved. Oh, God, no. There's no one else water. there with you. It's just you by yourself in a book, isn't it?
3: Water on the table. I know. Are you mm. enjoying this weather? I'm loving it. All this, like good oh. weather for ducks, isn't it, and Sabrina? It's so, it's so beautiful to go out and all the plants are dripping with water. So this morning I went out to check on my little cabbages and a few veggies So I plucked all the hairy Marys, the woolly bears. Oh yes, we've been talking about. And then there (laughs) was the. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think my legs are probably hairier (laughs) than the Marys that are out there. Um, And then all the all the little um, cabbage moths the green the yes. green ones, plucked all them off. And I like to give them a quick death. Do you? Yeah. I think it's much kinder than spraying them with a insecticide. Is this thumb and
1: forefinger kind of death?
3: Foot. Or? Foot. 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 Pluck them off with your thumb and forefinger. Yes. And then just to make... You don't want the goosey bits all stuck on your fingers. No. Or your, or your shoes, really. Oh, no, I don't care about shoes. don't care about shoes. that? Okay, no, no. no. Just drag just the them old, through the house? The, the old... Gone. And there's a certain amount of joy in your voice I can hear. (laughs) Well, I let some things go because I can't see them, especially if I haven't got the glasses on. And then others I think, well, you've had enough of your life cycle now. That's it. You've eaten enough of my cabbage. Yep. Don't want you moving on to the next stage. So they are obviously
1: the negative about this wet weather, but the positive... Is our gardens will be loving it,
3: and and also with the cold weather, it makes all the all the the grubs a bit sluggish, easier ah, to pick. Boom ching, yep, that's it. These are good. <laughs> Russell Wolf would have been proud of that one. <laughs> but it's a bit slow in the growing. Everything is because there's not enough daylight, right? Because right? we've had, you know lots of cloud cover, yes, which means plants don't photosynthesise as efficiently as they normally do. Is this what you love about gardening, the fact that it's never the
1: same? Never. You know, the same this time last year wouldn't yep. have been the same. No. As, and so no. it's like a little mystery unfolding before your eyes. Every day is different. It's Every good, day. isn't it? So exciting. It is exciting and we want you to be excited as well. one three hundred triple 720 Andy is quick off the mark today. I always find the first ones that call in just ring now. There's, there's lines free. I yeah, always Just no. run to your phone, 1300 222 720, because after that, you get this annoying, nee, <laughs> nee, <laughs> nee. hello, Andy.
2: Hi, good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning, thanks.
1: Andy.
2: Uh, my question is, please, Sabrina. Uh, we've just got a two metre frangipani cutting. Yeah. We, we, we turned off a friend's tree on Thursday morning. And the question is, where do I store it? Do I store it inside or outside? And when I, when can I put it in a plant pot?
3: Okay, great question, Andy. So you need to store it outside. Have you got a? It needs to be outside, out of yeah. the rain, where it's not going to get wet.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: Good. Um, now you'll need to leave it lying around for three weeks. Okay. Um, move it away from the dog so the dog doesn't. To the end of it, because uh, I did that once, and my dog just thought it was a stick, so <laughs> chewed it into very small sticks. So put it somewhere away from pets, and then pot. So get good quality potting mix, and then put it in a pot, and keep it in a pot for a year before you plant it out, so that it actually develops um, a root system. Okay. But um, it will take. It'll take about a year. Okay, that's fine. Yep. She so likes okay. to give you long projects, yeah. Andy. That's right. She <laughs> <laughs> thinks we're all just lying around waiting for her to... Right, this is on my list from Sabrina. See, the, the thing that happens is the frangipani will shoot and it will probably flower and then people think, ah, it must have a root system. But in actual fact, that's just all the stuff that it stored when it was attached to its parent tree. That's well, why well, you I leave
2: can, it... I can leave it in a pot though, can't I?
3: Yeah, you can leave it in a yeah. pot for at least 50 years.
1: okay. So so he just doesn't want to have to put a reminder in his phone in a year's time (laughs) to take it out.
3: No, no, you can keep them in pot. They grow really well in a pot. Yeah, they do. They're a beautiful
1: tree, aren't Mm -hmm. they, Andy?
0: Great. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, My my, my friends will send
1: me. It's always good to steal something from your friends that's worked well, I think.
3: I think so, too.
1: Good luck, Andy. Thanks thanks very very much. much.
0: Thanks you, Cole. Good to talk to
1: you. Pippa in Mount Lawley wants Mm -hmm. to know on text just wondering how much area she needs to plant an ornamental pear like a Manchurian
3: uh, and how big now, do they grow? Okay, Pippa, there are so many ornamental pears like this about, I don't know, they'd have to be at least 40. Oh, right. And they all range in height and width. Yes. So you need to do a little bit of research because the like the Bradford pear, that gets to... 25 metres high and 20 metres wide. right? But if you've got something like the Chanticleer, that only gets, you know, a metre wide and four metres high. So there's a huge variation. So it definitely depends on which ornamental pair you get. So do a little bit of research. Okay, and what
1: size of area you would like to fill up, I'm imagining, Pippa, as well. Let's head to Brookton now. Good morning, Marjorie. Is it Marjorie? Yes, good morning. Hello. Good morning.
2: Um, I'd like to ask about an old mulberry tree yeah. that um, we acquired, and it has an awful lot of stems, and I just don't know how. Do you just like, keep letting it do that, or do you try and cut them out?
3: What What sort of mulberry is it, Marge? It's,
2: a, it's a, sort of a weeping. It comes right over here. You
3: know. Ah, okay, so it's the weeping mulberry. Well, it's important with those to clear out about 50% of the branches right at the base. Oh, Really? yeah can... they get very overcrowded mm. um now when what people do is they usually prune the skirt yeah. so you get all this massive growth in the center um and it usually gets very very heavy so yeah. what you need to do is you need to prune back you know you can if if you haven't done it before take 30% of the branches off right at the crown mm. and then the next year you can go up to 40%. Okay. No wonder I've got
2: lots.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> because
1: I'm doing exactly what you said. Yeah. I'm, I'm stopping it from hitting the ground. Yeah.
3: and uh, That's the wrong it. way to prune them. You, oh. You've got to leave the ones that you leave, you let them hang down. You can prune them just above the ground okay. but you don't do that whole trimming off the skirt hem thing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay, oh, Marjorie. Marge.
1: Lovely to talk to you. Bye-bye. And Marjorie's just taken me – I've just had flashback to my childhood. Mm. Whenever I hear about mulberries, it just takes me back to my backyard. Mm. We had a mulberry tree and we spent hours mm. and hours and hours playing around it, picking, and then my nana would make delicious mulberry-based mm. treats. And, you know, that, that's <sighs> that purple – you know, stain. Uh, stain that you
3: get, but it's, it's good, isn't it? It's just, uh, because
1: you know, you know that that's all over your face and I your chin, know, I know. and
3: nothing tastes as good oh, as fresh a mulberry. fresh and juicy. I reckon. I still reckon the best tasting mulberry is the old English black, right? But the thing you know is, it's very slow. Mm. You know, because like they today. live for hundreds of years. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Do they so really? They quite slow.
1: Do you know, it's interesting that we're talking about trees that live for a long time oh. because that's something that we are going to be discussing later. Yes, indeed. And this might give you a little clue.
2: I speak for the trees. Let
0: them grow. Let them grow. But nobody listens too much, don't you know? I speak for the trees. And I'll yell and I'll shout for the fine things on earth that are on their way out.
1: I love the Lorax. <laughs> Me too. Any excuse to play the Lorax on the radio, stay tuned to Roots and Shoots. For a little more information on that on the program, 1300 222 720, Sabrina Hahn is here and we would love to talk to you this morning. We're in a talking mood.
3: Oh, absolutely. Aren't we we Rina, like to have a chat, mood. We, we Have we, a chat.
1: Do. we do. We are have a chat. Hello, Louise. Please Hello, chat to ladies. us. Hello,
3: Good morning. Morning,
1: <laughs> Louise.
0: Um, Sabrina, I am, I have got some strawberry plants I bought from a community
1: garden down here in Busselton, and they are really old, the guy that sold them was really old and told me they'd be great, they're healthy, but they haven't fruited, and I've had them
3: for uh, all of summer, and I'm just wondering what I did wrong. Ah, it could be a feeding issue, um, Mm. are they in a pot or in the ground? No, in the ground. I've got
1: a a bed about a metre by a metre just with good organic mix, blah, blah.
3: Have they ever flowered? Yes. So they're flowered but not fruited? Yes. Ah, well, I, I find that the slaters love eating all the centre of the flowers and therefore you don't get pollination. Oh. When you grow strawberries in the ground, unless you've got them in tunnels where they're protected... Just about everything on the planet will come and chew out the flower before you even get the strawberry. Right. So that's why for the home gardener, unless you're a market grower, for the home gardener you're better off actually growing them above the ground in a raised plant. Oh, uh, yeah, a planteur or right. a raised pot or something that you stick on top of something that's tall. She's using <laughs> yeah. her hands I'm to describe hands a, lot a lot here, <laughs> Louise, you um, to her. uh, I'm totally there. Got yeah, it. <laughs> so there's all sorts of stuff. There's slaters, snails, slugs, lizards. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. they, they just love the strawberry flower. Okay. I reckon that's the, the flower. Problem. Yes. So what okay. some people do actually, Louise, is um they they actually make a tunnel over the top of the <laughs> over the top of the strawberries. Do they? Yeah, a little grow tunnel they're called. Oh. What do you make that a out poly of? Pipe or something? Yeah. Yeah, polypipe uh-huh. and netting. Uh-huh. uh-huh job okay. for the day, Louise. <laughs> now, the other thing, Louise, go, go out. You know, every, I keep saying this to gardeners. Go out at night. Well, you go head out, out of, at night with a head I'm torch I'm a night on.
2: gardener. I love the moon. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> put, put
3: your little head torch on and go out at night time and just see what's devouring the flowers. So right. all that sort of stuff usually happens early in the morning or late in the afternoon, night time. Right, okay. Straight That's when your on. garden's heaving. Oh. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Louise. Thank you so much. I Bye. have a
1: feeling that you and Dr. Daryl Hardy are, are wanting to start some sort of new business yep. where you head into people's gardens <laughs> with head torches because he can't stop talking about that either as a fun night out with Daryl and Sabrina. I it's
3: fantastic. <laughs> it's a, I have to do it with the kids because I probably really love it. Yeah, kids love that sort yeah. of stuff. When they take kids on frog walks, oh, they nice. do it at night, the yes. kids... Absolutely love it, because when you're sleeping, they're creeping. Yes, absolutely. So. People are in a cheeky, funny mood today, Ooh, Sabrina.
1: Are they? Now? I think they might have been inspired by you. Ooh. William text says it, it, we we're talking about the the lovely weather at the yes, moment for the yeah. and what's happening in the garden. He says even the most dyed-in-the-wool Eagles supporter would have to admire the purple Harbin. Is it Hardenbergia? Bergia. Yeah. I know the plant, but I yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. it at the moment. They are beautiful. Oh, I've noticed
3: some oh, creeping over people's fences sunny. on my walks in the morning. Yeah. I was up in the hills yesterday and they are just magnificent. And I know that... Um, uh, he's obviously a doctor supporter, Well, you? Yeah, clearly, yes, I would yes. suggest. Um, <laughs> I keep saying to to uh, on air that the dockers really have to uh talk to me about their colours of getting plants at their home ground because they've got a new stadium or over. Yes, or where something. they train. Yeah, where they train, <laughs> where they run around and pass things. She's real good with the footy, <laughs> this one. <laughs> Uh, they should. They should get me to put in a garden. That's all the doctors covered. There you go. Beautiful plants. Look,
1: Luke Morfes
3: should be listening. Mm, well, <laughs> don't put a bloody plane tree in. Although they've already done that. <laughs> See, this is the problem. She starts off being all, "You should get me.
1: I'm really not. Don't get that." <laughs> <laughs> I'll rip those out. And still on football, Patrick. Thank you. Says sad swans, but uh, a sad loss by the swans last oh. night. I don't even want to go there. I, didn't I know just don't want to go there. Oh. They play this stupid team called Hawthorne oh. and no matter how good we are, they just always beat us. And it's are they annoying. the red and white ones? Yeah, we're the red and white, white. ones. They're from yeah, Sydney. Yeah, aren't they, they are. Oh, yeah, my, my brother nice. goes for them. He does. Lives in I Sydney. like him. Mm. See, I go for a them nice as well. I don't like the ones that look like bumblebees. They're brown and yellow and annoying. Because they're not <laughs> going to do anything anyway. He's cross with us. Yes, I'm putting why? it on to you because mm. I'm not here all the time. He said he's been asking a Fran Japanese question for six months. Well, Patrick, text oh. us back zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty, and I'll make her answer it. Okay, yeah, sorry. I'll hold her down. We're not
3: deliberately ignoring you because you no, we don't a, do that. Some other supporter <laughs> of something, <laughs> something that you don't the understand.
1: Twans. Malcolm, good morning. Oh, Malcolm, oh, Malcolm, wow. I what this is. Let's get down
3: die. Let's groove. It's good, oh, isn't it? I quite like it. I quite like it as well. A little bit of guitar. But Malcolm's not there. No, I don't so think so. Maybe oh, it might you... be Malcolm playing for all <laughs> we know.
1: He, could be. he might come back to us at some other point. I'll, I'll put him back on hold, shall yeah, I? Yeah, He put us on hold. Cheryl's in cable. Good morning to you, Cheryl. Oh,
3: good morning, ladies.
1: Good morning, Cheryl. Did you have a song you can sing us to pretend we're on hold? Or
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could go the pig dog. I think we got ourselves a convoy because I'm travelling to Exmouth with some friends in caravan. Oh, oh brilliant. brilliant. You lucky duck. It's going to be beautiful up there. <laughs> and warm. Yes, so and warm. Meanwhile, it can rain on my garden at Cape Absolutely. And what I want to know, Sabrina, please, is um, I've got the yellow sort of Batendini fan stuff yeah. And lots of ilmenite. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Is ilmanite going to be a problem or are they going to be happy? And can I do mangoes and avos in ilmenite? Well, do you know what the levels are? No, it's just basically you dig down and there it is, the black layer. Yeah. How Do you know how deep that layer goes? Uh, it's a bit striatus, so it varies okay. a bit, yeah. Well, look, I reckon, Cheryl, as long as you... Improve the soil and get compost in there. Yep. Um, and and just if you're planting trees in particular, you need to break through that layer. Yep. Um, and then if you mix in, uh, you can mix in some, um, a bit of compost and potting mix just to assist with drainage. So a big hole with lots of goodies. Yeah, with lots of goodies and I think it should be fine. Right. And is ilmenite good for anything in terms of plants? Well, I don't think it's that harmful. Oh, good. I don't think it's going to do any harm. I, I don't know too much about it in terms of what it does to plant material, but um, I think it should be okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay, sure. Cheryl. Now, safe driving and enjoy Bye. the warmth. Cheryl yeah. used lots
1: of big gardening words I didn't understand then. <laughs>
3: It's like a... It was like a whole other land. <laughs> what is what is it? Ilmenite or something? Yeah, that it's What's like that? A, it's a... It's a mineralized based layer of soil basically. Okay. Um, and some areas in Cape will have it and, you know, that's why they... That's why there's all the, you know, aluminium mining and stuff there. So mm-hmm. I'm not too sure how much plants uptake... Those particular minerals. You'd have to do, you'd need a proper scientific soil test done. I would suggest. Well, she doesn't care at the moment. She's going to Expo. Yeah, that's right. Should we see if
1: Malcolm's taking this off hold? No, no, he no, hasn't.
3: No, Malcolm, get down! Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Heads up>. Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> he really
1: doesn't have any faith in us to ever coming to him
3: I, No, I don't think so. No, I think
1: <laughs> you no. Know, He's always good to have a bit of background music
3: for our for our text though,
1: and I do like this one. Uh, and I can only say it on gardening because we just we go wherever we want. We do Hawthorne's colours are poo and wee. <laughs> Thank you. That has lifted my spirits today. Ah, I love That's a very Sport, good description. That. It is. Who and we? Uh, this is just someone who's calling themselves Mandra. Oh, okay. But I think that's where they right. live. Mm. Can I grow strawberries in a hanging basket to get yep. away from insect pests? Absolutely. Definitely. Malcolm's so agree. handy, isn't
3: he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Malcolm <laughs> from <laughs> Swanbourne. you never, ever no <laughs>
1: Let this it's go. the scale on your vine that's now transferred to staghorns, yep. which sounds nasty. Well, look, we're happy to help you, but you just won't pick up your phone. No. Um, no. For Kevin, he's at Ocean Farm in Nilgan, which sounds nice. I don't Where's know that? where that is. I don't know. But he says he had black dust on his lily pilly and sooty mould. What's the cure, please?
3: Gorgeous. Ah, I that like was that. for me. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> um, now, what you have to do is you need to spray with oil, with a pest oil or a botanical oil. But wait! Before you do that, get out there with your high pressure hose.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. I love this as well, <clears throat> as long with your head torch. It's probably number two. is yeah, isn't yeah, it? it? yeah,
3: it is. It's my fa- one of my favourite tools. Malcolm? No, no, he's gone. He's gone. It's just playing with us. I just hung up on I him. Think so. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like that sometimes. We'll find our own text. We music. will. We will. Um, so, high pressure hose first, then go through with the pest oil, and then. Because the reason you've got sooty mould is because you've had sap suckers, whether it's scale or aphids. Mm-hmm. So when you blow them with the high-pressure hose, yeah. you know, you've got to stand back. You don't yep. want to blow all okay. the leaves off. I'm back. Yep. So you need to be a good couple of metres away okay. from the hedge. Then you're... Yep, you get it, yep. you and get is the gun And the going. stance so yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, you've got, yeah. so I've got my, yeah, you know, that's it.
1: Good, good wide stance. That's it, wide yep. stance,
3: weigh yourself down yep. so well, you I can don't do get that. the
1: my butt, weighs me <laughs> down.
3: <laughs> and then two weeks' time, so you spray with the pest oil after you... Yes. <laughs> uh, then two weeks' time, get the old high-pressure hose out again and give her a second blast. Oh, my lordy, it's just fun and games. Isn't, isn't it, Emma? It?
1: We're going to one of your favourite callers in just a moment. Sports Talk. They're playing some good footy, competitive and getting results. Join the team and have your say. I listen to you guys often, but I've never
0: called up. I like this one on the SMS. Tim says, just letting you know things haven't changed here in Darken. We just had a kick of the D grade footy. It's as hard as a rock. Sports Talk. We used to paint the footies white. Mind you, that changed before I'd left Darken. We did get far better lighting. And we actually got grass on the oval too. That helped. Sports Talk. Saturdays from 10 a.m. on ABC Perth and ABC W.
1: And now, here
2: this she is, is, is
1: Sabrina, Sabrina. Hall. <laughs> At 26 minutes past nine, I said we were going to one of your favourite yeah. callers. Good morning, Wombat. G'day, you
2: gorgeous women!
3: Hello, Wombat! Are you enjoying the like? Are you being like a real Wombat and burrowing out of the rain? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, been that windy down here, I've put my head outside, my wig blew off.
3: Ah, oh, <laughs>
2: Wombat! Yeah. Anyway, That's a I mean, shocker. You know, your uh, new uh, song to uh, invite you into the
3: show. Yeah. You know the song Gloria? Yes. It should be Sabrina. Ah, oh, Wombat! That's a beautiful suggestion. <laughs> and I, I tell you what, we'd have you as the backup singer. Do you mean this? Do you mean this song? No worries, I've got me good. I got me good.
1: <laughs> Are you ready, wombat? <laughs> du, da-na-na, Sabrina. Da-na-na, da-na. yes. Are you rocking, wombat? Are you rocking? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, so good, wombat. You're yeah. on the money there.
2: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's
3: a damn good suggestion, wombat. <laughs> Oh, I that's don't drink it when you come down. That's another. That's another drink I owe you when I come <laughs> down. When we're stepping out in public, you and me, wombat. Yeah, I
2: will tell you what, mate. Yeah, uh, By Jesus, is that me drunk? I tell you, we'll be drunk before he believe
1: <laughs> <world. laughs> Thank you, wombat. You've uh, you've lifted the show to a whole new level this morning.
3: Thank you, a lot. Good, <laughs> good man, Wombat, good
1: man. I Great suggestion. I think his phone was slightly muffled by his wig coming on. <laughs> couldn't hear him as well today. I'm not sure. I can just imagine him greeting you with yeah. said wig blown off yeah. singing,
3: Sabrina, yeah. Sabrina, <laughs> Sabrina, with a drink in hand. Can't you? I know. It'd be hilarious actually meeting Wombat after about five years of Wombat ringing Have in. you never met? No, I've never met Wombat. Oh, I Maybe I ask- shouldn't. Oh no 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 I think we should. Um, cuz I cuz I'm the patron saint of the Ravensthorpe wildflower show. You Are you yes. the patron saint? I am Was indeed. that a an, I a title been... that you requested yourself? I will but I it's, need to be called this. I I made it up myself. But they did <laughs> ask me to be patron. And I said only if I can be the patron saint. <laughs> So right. I go down um, for the festival every year and they have a big long table dinner and I usually MC it.
1: Oh, so, ah. well, so. that would be a dull evening, I would suggest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the last few times I've gone down, I've stayed at Hopeton where Wombat lives and I've never been able to track him down. Have you not? No.
1: No, he's burrowing so. away. <laughs> See? But I he don't is. think I don't think you're going to be able to go down there again without him knowing no, that. That's you're right. there. That's right. So I'm taking
3: Wombat to the big the big dinner. The big gala
1: dinner. Uh, oh, 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 I'm yeah. excited. I can't wait to hear no, more. No. We uh, have a special guest in just a moment, but before that we're heading to Stoneville to talk to Tim. Hello. Oh, uh, good morning. How are you? Morning. Very
0: well, thank you. Morning, Sabrina.
3: Good morning, Tim.
0: Um, I'm hoping you're going to save us from a fate worse than death. <gasps> oh oh no! Nice. Um, very recently, we um, had um, a series of veggie beds and a double-sided wall with soil in the middle, which is 25 meters around. Yeah. Um, built to obviously plant veggies and natives, and the contractor very kindly put all the soil in for us. Yeah. Then we went to a local nursery and to buy some plants. Yeah. And they looked at the pictures of it and said, you did line it, didn't you? And of course we said, no, No. nobody told us. So now we face the prospect of having to dig out the tonnes of soil and line it. Now, do now why
3: why <clears throat> so the so the beds the veggie beds are made out of what
0: limestone blocks
3: limestone blocks and they're proper limestone
0: reconstituted lime, limestone
3: okay so if it's reconstituted limestone you're not going to have a problem with the limestone anyway right so um that's not the issue so have you ph test why did they tell you that is have you got plants that have got yellow leaves with green veins
0: um, we're likely to have we've got nothing planted in this at okay. the moment all
3: right now what I want you to do Tim yep. is to take a, a pH test of the soil yeah now there's no way that that's going to be a problem I can assure you
0: that is great news
3: <laughs> um, if it was if it was real limestone, then you do get, you'll get leaching from the limestone, which does affect the pH of the soil, but only minimally. Yeah. Um, I can't see it being a problem at all. Well,
0: that's wonderful because two separate nurseries said it was. No. And the very thought, of, and actually, my, my back was already creaking. <laughs> <so laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: getting all this soil out. Oh, now, what funny. I want you to do, yeah. Tim, is go and get yourself, you can get a pH testing kit, yeah. which is, um, I don't know, it's about 20 bucks that you can get it anywhere or you can get a probe that yeah. you, you stick in. Check the pH of the soil. Now, if it's above 7 and above, you drop the pH of the soil, you can add um, sulfur, which will drop the pH, get in compost, get in fertilizer that's got those microbes in it, and you won't have a problem.
0: Uh, And somebody told me that sawdust helps as well, is that right? Well,
3: no, I wouldn't use sawdust, because it depends on the pH of the sawdust as well. Don't listen to any of that.
1: <laughs> only listen to Sabrina. <laughs> I'll only listen
3: to you. <laughs> you get two hour, uh, two hours of her, uh, an hour and a half a week. Yeah, an yeah. Hour, hour
1: and a half a week. 2.30 yeah. to 3.00 and Saturdays, 9.00 to 10.00. And you can listen back to her online as <laughs> on well. On the podcast.
3: On the podcast. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so the thing is, Tim, the, yeah. that whole thing about the solubility of limestone and it affecting the pH of the soil, that also depends on the soil. So it's a lot more scientific than what it seems. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you don't need to worry about any of that stuff.
0: That is fantastic. there my back won't to have to worry no, about it anymore. I can
1: feel you standing straighter as we speak.
0: <laughs> I, I feel straighter already, I assure you.
1: Thank you, so Tim. So you, you go ahead so and gardening have... gardening and chiropractic yeah. all in one. <laughs> Fill up that bed with plants this weekend. Wonderful. Good Make to K-10. talk to you. I always love when we, you know, save someone from a fate worse than death. <laughs> You know, some people have to go to university for years to save people's lives, not us. No. We just sweep into the studio and rescue people. One phone call. Uh, We're about to meet a very... Very interesting man who did, can tell us are. some good things. But before that, your legs are causing a ruckus.
3: Oh, are they? They oh, are. Because are they? you were saying
1: how hairy they are were this morning. Me? Shocking. Um, <laughs> because <it was> in, <laughs> I need a lawnmower. And, uh, Lorraine says she's been pondering your hairy legs and the hairy Marys <laughs> and perhaps she thinks you she, she should be called Bushy Han. <laughs> and Babs says, oh, Sabrina, I could knit an Aaron sweater with a pelt on my legs.
3: <laughs> all happening Uh, this morning. And why not? You need that extra warmth in winter, I say.
1: I know. I think we all need someone like this in our lives. I speak for the
0: trees. Let them grow. Let them grow. But nobody listens too much,
3: don't you know? I speak for the trees. And I'll yell and I'll shout for the fine things on earth that are on their way out.
1: He's not the Lorax, but he's the next best thing. He is I think. indeed. His name is David Woodruff, and he's from Ellen B. Tree Farm. Good morning to you, David. Good morning. You happy
3: to be the Lorax for a few minutes? Yes.
1: Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so I
3: know, I know. David's been growing trees for a long time. He's pretty old. Um, uh, yeah. And he, and, he, and he's, he's so. <laughs> <laughs> look, it went, look okay. I don't
2: really know where you get this saint <laughs> bit from,
3: Sabrina. <laughs> Well, no one else is going to give it to me. I just give it to myself,
1: Usually on radio, we try and butter up our guests, Sabrina, before we cut them down. But she (laughs) sort of does things backward, David. So I (laughs) apologise. How about I take over? Now, David, tell me about how long you've been growing trees for because I hear you're very experienced and have a lot of knowledge.
2: Uh, Look, 30-plus years. Um, we won't go any further than that yeah. because that starts how old we are. <laughs> and I've already been told I'm old. So.
1: <laughs> and I guess over that time, you, I understand, are one of the biggest tree growers in Perth. What has changed in terms of the trees, the amount of trees we're seeing around our city? I imagine quite a lot.
2: Uh, well, initially, 30 years ago, all we grew were ornamental deciduous trees. That was 100% of what we grew. Boo. Now, now, now.
1: They do that uh, in the Lorax as well, you know, It is booing, yes. Hang on, wait till we finish.
2: Now it's only 40%. Oh, well,
1: that's the,
2: good. 60% of what we sell now. I think he
1: natives. wanted to cheer. Hmm.
2: Yay! Yeah. 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 There we go. So, yes, there's been a shift in um, what people actually want to plant uh, because of my awareness of what's going on in the environment.
3: So are you finding, David, that um, people are sort of more interested in, in terms of the species of plants rather than just saying, I want a tree that's five metres? Are people a bit more knowledgeable about, you know, up, you know, what trees do and how they grow and that sort of thing?
2: People are more choosy about what they want. They, they actually come and buy a tree because they want it to do a specific thing. Yeah. Uh, we're finding that a lot more of our uh, sales are for people who actually want the tree to produce something. They don't yeah. want just the tree, they want the tree to do something for them as well. Um, so our sales of fruit trees have um, gone up quite considerably.
1: I know a lady who writes a book about citrus. She doesn't like to answer questions on the radio just quietly. So is it generally when you say they want the tree to do something for them, is it to literally bear fruit or is it to attract birds? What other things are they wanting?
2: Well, yes, all of that, um, you know, depending on the client's requirements. But, yes, we, will. we want a tree that's going to produce fruit. Preferably, not Mm. the citrus. Um, But, yeah, other people say, yes, we want trees to bring birds to our gardens. We want a tree to provide shade. I want a tree to provide flowers. I want a tree that's going to signify seasonal change. Mm. Mm. So they come with quite specific um, requests.
3: And would you say that trees are just like clothing, that certain trees go in and out of fashion?
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Do they? It's,
3: what's it's in, in fashion now?
1: Ah,
3: <laughs> uh, I reckon uh, fruiting trees. They seem uh, to be the go. Avocados. Ah, oh, avocados. Yep. Yeah. It's well, when you smashed avocado stuff yeah. that they want at the cafe, mm. see in mm. the house, mm. oh, yeah. and also when you're paying five dollars for one avocado, it makes growing an avocado tree very palatable. Mm. Yep.
2: Um, Brachychitans are also in fashion.
3: Yeah, yeah, the old carajongs.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, melaleucas. everything that's – anything that flowers is fashionable. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there was fashions. And the problem for us is that the tree becomes trendy. We grow it. It takes us five years to grow the tree, and by then it's moved on. <laughs>
3: It sounds like my wardrobe, David. You so, so need to be always... ahead of the game, David. <laughs> but that's always... the thing, isn't it? I mean, trees take time to grow.
2: Yes, they do. Um, and we have a little saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago.
3: Yep, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> with you. That's great yeah. has, has the, sec-
2: the, the... the second best time is right now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> totally. And particularly tomorrow. David, has the science of growing trees changed?
2: Uh, mm, not really, no. Um, the, the applications or how we actually grow the trees is still the same as it was um, 30 years ago. Mm. What has changed is what we grow them in. Oh, um okay. Yeah, so we're trying to develop better systems of managing the root system of trees. Right. Because it's not so much what you see above the ground that's important. It's what's below the ground that eventually determines the health of your tree. Right. So the technology we're using for that has changed a lot in the last 30 years.
3: Oh, that's exciting though, isn't it, all these? I think as time goes on, we're learning more and more about how soil has an effect on root systems and what root systems do and...
2: And... Um, absolutely, um, well, a lot of our stuff is field grown, which means it's grown in the ground, yeah. and, and we spend a tremendous amount of time and effort making sure that the soil biota is as, as good as we can get it. Yeah. The health of your soil determines the health of your trees.
3: Oh, I'm with you 100% with that one, David, 100%. Mm. <laughs> David, Colin from Wongan
1: Hills has called in and would like to talk trees with you. Hello, Colin. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Can you turn your radio down if you have it on there in the background? Oh, right,
2: hang on. I did I'll turn it down. OK, it's off now. You're oh, that's a brilliant perfect. man.
1: Thank you. What did you yeah. want to talk to David
3: about?
2: Well, uh, the first time I rang the program, I was living in, uh, in Westonia. Yeah. And um, was about French of panties. But that's not, not what I want to talk about. Right. Now, uh, when I was living there... In uh, the house I was in, I had in my front yard the tallest tree in Westonia.
3: Right.
2: It was uh, uh, what they call a white gum.
3: Yeah.
2: It was huge.
3: Wow. Yeah. So do you want to know what the tree could have been, Colin? Pardon? Do you want to know what the tree could have been,
2: well, it, it had uh, white bark on it, okay. and we, we everybody said it was a white gum. Oh, or okay. Was, yeah, white
3: yep. like,
2: gum. Uh, probably yep. a common
3: name. Ah, oh, that. Yep, it would be. That narrows it down to about thirty different trees. I don't know if David. David might have more of an idea. Do you...
2: uh, well, uh, not really. Um, it, it relates to a tale. A lady came into the nursery one day, and she said. I saw this tree in Queensland. It had green leaves on it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you knew exactly really what it was. What that no, would have been.
2: No, I just made up something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can you make something up now?
2: So, no. But I that's need a little bit more than just a white <laughs> No, fair
1: enough. Uh, Chris on text says her friend has just had an order to take down his old jacaranda tree and wonders if they could be transplanted and sold.
2: It depends on the health of the tree. Um, Some people think that, you know, we can just transplant anything. Um, The vigour, how old is the tree? What's the vigour like? Uh, What's the branch structure like? Basically, is it worth the effort of going through with the transplant? Um, You know, some people just think it's just, oh, we'll just transplant it, but Mm. it doesn't always work that way. The vigour, the form, the whole thing of the tree has to be assessed to determine whether it's
3: worth it. And access. Oh, yeah, you know, you do love a good <laughs> I've seen people that want to transplant a tree that is, you know, about 10 centimetres from a dirty, great big brick wall. <laughs> uh, yep. And I've explained to them the difficulty that they may have accessing a big root ball. Do, yeah. So, why would there be an order, say, to
1: to take out a jacaranda tree, would that be because it's on a vacant block or that needs it. to
3: be... Unless they're doing reno's and it... Or Seems like such a shame to take them. Well, they're the most beautiful trees. Have you noticed that, David, that now there's a bit more resistance to to people just going through and clearing trees regardless?
2: Um, well, we just need to take note of what happened down in Cozzersloe recently.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Remind us.
2: Uh, the trees, the um, Norfolk Olin Pines that we're going to remove for a car park,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, the public got up and demanded, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. And it didn't happen mm. because we are starting to value trees. Yeah, th- Those trees are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. Um, and th- not
1: even a monetary value, though. I mean, they
3: just... They're they're iconic. But in a car park, don't you need shade in a car park? That's the thing that's interesting. Like They'll take out trees that are 70 years old without even questioning it and then put in a tree that's maybe five years old and you've got another 20 years to wait for it to grow big enough to give you shade. It just seems the most ridiculous thing to do.
2: I think trees are generally undervalued as far as their amenity value goes.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, there is there is a huge, uh, not a huge, but there is a big discussion happening in Melbourne at the moment about the heat reduction ability of trees in the urban areas. Um, they, when they have a heat wave coming into Melbourne, they can almost predict where the fatalities are going to happen
3: yeah. by
2: the shade and the tree values around that area.
3: So true. Uh, I know they've done
1: similar things here in Perth and there's actually a map you can see, a heat map. Yeah. And, you know, if you look around, say, the airport, it's just because there there are no no Mm. trees there. It's Mm. really interesting. Before I let you go, David, it's been great to have you on uh, Roots and Shoots today on ABC Radio Radio Perth. A tip for you from Bob, but I'll just whisper it in case anybody else gets it. He says the next trend in tree could be the bush tucker trees, like the kwandongs or something like that. Mm. So there you go. You could get ahead of the game.
2: Wow. Have you ever tried to grow a kong Kong? (laughs) dong? No, I
1: haven't. I'll leave that with you, seeing as you're the expert. Uh, Thanks for being with us today, David.
2: Okay. Cheers. Thanks,
1: David. Thanks. David See Woodruff from Ellenbury Tree Farm, one of the biggest uh, growers of trees in Perth, and has been doing it for a long time. You, t- you called him old, mm. yeah, which is. was harsh and it's, probably slightly unfair. I think unfair. he's actually
3: younger than me. But, uh, <laughs> well, this is why you said it was okay <laughs> yeah, that's to right. be
1: rude to him. It's a quarter to ten. We'll be back with your calls from Roz and Malcolm, who put oh, us Malcolm's on Malcolm is back.
3: For all you garden lovers that just can't get enough of Roots and Shoots on a Saturday morning, you can actually listen to it on a podcast. We're so mod here at the ABC. It's kind of a bit like a comedy hour with some gardening thrown in. My question is about blueberries. Go to abc.net.au slash Perth, head to programs and follow the links to Roots and Shoots for a damn entertaining hour of fun. (laughs) How could you not (laughs) love that laugh? Here
1: on ABC Radio Perth with me, Di Darmody and Sabrina Hahn. Today we're with you until ten o'clock taking your gardening calls, one three hundred triple two seven twenty or text zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty, as Catherine has done in Murdoch. And she is just saying, in in light of what we've just been talking mm. about with trees, it's National Tree Day tomorrow, yep. remember as well. Go and hug one. Why not? Um, she's just bought a book called um, The Hidden Life of Trees by a German forester and apparently discusses developing understanding of how trees communicate within a forest or bushland rather than seeing them as a single element. And she says, really interesting, a whole new take on understanding our landscape and how we manage it. Have you heard of that?
3: Catherine, that I have to say, when I read that book, it totally changed my entire understanding of trees, urban forestry and remnant bushland if anyone hasn't read the the book the hidden life of trees it is an astonishing book it is so fascinating it's quite um it's it's quite scientific because it goes into um, the messages and the chemical signals that trees give each other, and then he he looks at it in a uh, sort of over. A, I mean, it's it's based in European forests, mm-hmm. not not Australian eucalypt forests, but um, it gives you such an incredible understanding of the complex relationships between plants. It's everyone should read it. It is just. The most fantastic book, The Hidden oh. Life of Trees. The
1: Hidden Life of Trees. Put it on your list, people. Roz is with us. Thank you for waiting so much in Bicton this morning. How are you?
3: Hi, Hi
1: Sabrina. Doing the nice. dishes. Hello, Roz. I'm just ringing up. I sent in a text with a photo earlier on, Sabrina. Oh. Um It just showed my back lawn. Yeah. I, I spot sprayed it a few weeks ago, probably about six weeks ago now, with um, some clean lawn. Yeah. I'm um, trying to get on top of the winter weed. Yeah. And it's it's still really, really dead and patchy in oh, spots.
3: I'm just looking at it. Oh, sure
1: is. It looks it like is. you're trying to write help or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of trying to be look after my lawn. I have done for quite a while, dressed yeah. it last year, et cetera, and now I'm quite depressed about it.
3: So there's spots that are all bleached and white. Is that where you sprayed? Yes. Okay. So I can't – It's it looks like a fine leaf. What sort of lawn is it? It's cooch. Okay. You know. All right. Now, the thing about lawns and keeping lawns healthy, so you've knocked off the weeds. Now, at this time of the year, all lawns, particularly the warm climate lawns, are going to go off a bit in winter because they go into a semi-dormancy. So if you come spring... Yeah. So I wouldn't do anything else to your lawn now, mm-hmm. but come spring, that's when just do a very light top dressing with compost and then put a fertiliser down and lawns will out-compete weeds if the if all the stolons and the um what's happening underneath the ground is really strong it chokes out the weeds so don't do anything at the moment because it's the wrong time of the year to do it okay
1: or i did that last year with the compost yes spread
3: that out and um yeah. So and it came up great. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so do that so, again. Yeah. Yep, okay. that's all you and need to do. Can I say, oh,
1: your garden looks lovely, your backyard. I'd love to come and sit in the, the lovely yeah, the bench chairs, that you have yeah. in the back there.
3: <laughs> I love
1: my garden. I've got beautiful peppermint trees that are really, really yeah. old. And I love it. Well, well it's, it's gorgeous. And everything. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it with us today. Okay, thank you. Lovely thank to talk to you. Now, if you were listening earlier, <laughs> we tried to talk to Malcolm a couple of times, hmm. but instead of Malcolm, we, we got some, some music. So in return... As we welcome Malcolm, hello. Hello. Just, hello I'm just Malcolm. putting some some on hold music. But it's a bit groovy, oh,
3: it's a bit funky. One could salsa to that. Already. Shall we?
1: I'm other man or I, don't, no? I don't know. <laughs> Hello Malcolm, sorry we're just having a bit of fun with you. We actually really enjoyed your on hold music earlier. It's very nice.
0: Oh, lovely. It's a shame I can't hear it. Can't you? Okay. Oh.
1: Well, you should <laughs> ring yourself sometime when you put <laughs> other people on hold. Yes. <laughs> How can we help you?
0: Well, thank you for taking the call, and a uh, great show, as usual. Um, we have a large vine over a pagola a yeah. glory vine, and uh, we're familiar with battling scale on it and so on, and uh, we did have a major war about a month or two ago, well, very late in the season. Yeah. But uh, now that uh, we've had a good crew to clean things up, Malcolm, what is
1: going on with your phone? Not (laughs) not only do you have on hold music, but we can't hear you. You Just keep cutting in and out.
0: Oh dear. Okay. Do you know what it is? The end system, oh, end oh
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 we're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. A lot so, of people have exactly the same they, problem. Do they? Yeah, I've heard so many problems once you switch your home phone or...
1: I just got rid of mine because... Yeah, I know, no, no one was, uses them, but... Um, <laughs> well, all these people I didn't want to talk to were ringing me, trying to sell me things, so... But the so same do you know thing happen, happens, is going on happens with my
3: phone when dessert? I use the... Yeah. Ah, do it, you, can you help him, though? So, so you've pruned the vine... Malcolm? Underneath
2: the vine is a staghorn. And it now has a collection of scape
3: on it. Oh so the staghorn it has on spas- spas- yeah. yeah. Oh no. It- so that's a real problem because with the staghorn you can't you can't use any sprays on it, Malcolm. So what you're gonna have to do and I know this sounds arduous and laborious, but... Laborious. Laborious, sorry. <laughs> La- okay. Laborious. It is Saturday morning. Um, laborious. That's what you can say when you're, you know... In labor. When you're in labor. Um, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you hard labor now, Malcolm, because you're going to have to get some metho some cotton buds, and you're going to have to, unfortunately, touch the scale on the staghorn because you cannot spray it. You'll probably kill it. No, and we don't want that to happen. No. No.
1: no. Well, right. well, thank you. I understand. I thought it might be a different thing altogether. Yeah. So, so right. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, so sorry. And I hope your phone gets fixed as I well, know. Malcolm. It was lovely to talk to you today finally. <laughs> After a little bit of an effort. We do try. With we people. do, we do. Um Joy's with us from Albany. Good day, Joy.
3: Good day. How are you doing? Yeah, Hi, good, Sabrina. Thanks. Hi, Joy. Hello. Um, Sabrina, my
0: I know it's a horrible citrus question. I've got a red blood orange tree and oh, the Yeah, the little fruits have been about the size of an olive for about a month. It's not doing anything. And I'm just wondering. Because uh, I dug it out from Donnybrook and brought it down here. Whether it's
1: it, they don't like Albany or something <laughs> going else is going well, wrong. Well, it's a bit harsh. No, what
3: what they're not liking at the moment is the cold weather, Joy. So I wouldn't worry uh, about it at the moment. In um, August, the end of August, give it a feed as soon as we get warm weather and and we don't have so soaking rain. Your orange tree will it will start to grow. So it's it's more that. You know, they don't like winter. You've just transplanted it. It's going to salt for a while until it gets some warm weather. Oh, okay. I haven't transplanted it. It's still in the pot. Ah. Hmm. Do you want to start again? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a red blood orange in a pot. No, no, and no. no, I don't no Sabrina, um, not you. <laughs> now, now, the thing is, but but you've moved it, haven't you? It's moved, it's moved
0: locations. moved yes, I've taken it
3: out of the ground and put it in the pot and I've left it in the pot because it had fruit on it. Absolutely. So. Yes. Number one, you've cut some of the root system off. Okay, yes, I did. Right. So that's going to set it back a bit. Number two, we are now in winter. Yes. And if you, you know, if you affect a plant's root system and then it has to go through a cold winter, they sulk.
1: Oh, okay. So,
3: So come warm weather, guarantee you it will pick up.
1: Okay, thank you,
3: Sabrina. Okay, Joy. See you, thank Joy. You. I love that
1: little bit of confession. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. I have. I have cut it off. I'm sorry, Sabrina. The blood oranges are delicious. A they rosy red, I think they're called officially. Divine orange. I know. Divine. Very um, high fruit, um, aren't they? They uh, high are sugar. Sorry, is what I'm, High sugar, sorry. High sugar.
3: I love them. I've got, what did I just say? Laborous. Laborous. <laughs> and... We're having a good morning, we Guy, are. you and I.
1: Good morning. Nicole's in Kalingery. Hello,
3: Nicole. How can we help you? Yeah. Hi, Sabrina. G'day, um, Nicole. How are you? Good. I saw you up here once. You came I with know. I, I, and I love your your garden at Kalingery at the school there. Great, because I'm a school gardener. So yes. I'm on the hunt for a peppercorn tree because we've got our centenary coming up. <gasps> Now, um, do you know there is? I was at a wholesale nursery tomorrow, and they had a big mob of them. Tomorrow, you were nights. there tomorrow. Oh, so just lost the plot. How know. many wives did you have last night, woman? Oh, I just had a few people over for dinner. I'm um, <laughs> sorry, Nicole. So right. they are definitely, definitely, definitely available. You can get dirty big ones, and you can get smaller. Not yeah. Big ones. Well, I'm after a small one because I did get onto a uh, uh, eight to ten meter one, but that was just way out of our price Yeah, range. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Now, now, Nicole, because we're running out of time, can you stay on the line? Yep. I'm going to... We'll put you back to the lovely Lorraine, Lorraine, and I will get your phone number, and I will ring you and tell you exactly where you can get it from.
2: Beautiful. Can I just quickly give our centenary a plug?
0: Yes. yes
3: Go for Kalingary
2: it. Primary School, 100 years, 14th of October. And Come
3: what are along. you doing? What um, can people do oh, there? Planting what? a peppercorn tree? <laughs> well, that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. we've only got 33 children. At the oh, school. brilliant. So it's very cute and, um, it's yeah. a beautiful Everybody so went slingering. Come on up and it's going to be a huge celebration.
1: Oh, well, you enjoy that and I'll put you back to Lorraine and um, Sabrina will help you when we get off air in just a few minutes. I love those sort of centenary celebrations for a school because they hold so much, yeah. so many memories, uh, yeah. so much for people in their lives. And I'm sure there are people listening going, I went to Cullingree or I taught there or whatever. So 14th of October, get along. Let's quickly go to Simon in Balcatta. What's happening for you, Simon, we can help with? Hi, oh, girls, I've got a big problem. My garlic is going rotten. Ah, uh, to
2: about half a metre, as soon as it starts sort of bottom starts to go big and goes rotten. Go, go so what I'm doing wrong?
3: Uh, well, unfortunately, um, if they've if they've got sodden, so there's a couple of things. If they've had access, if they've hit raw manure as in, you know, fresh manure, we've had a lot of rain and that can actually rot the bulbs. So if the soil isn't draining away enough and it just sits around the base of the bulb, they will rot. The other thing they can get is a fungal disease which gets down the shaft of the garlic and that rots. So, what people do in the winter with their garlic is they give it, they they spray the garlic with a fungicide to prevent that Simon. So, anything that's not rotten, I would suggest you go along and do that with your garlic now. For the garlic that's not rotten. Oh, there's
2: not much left. I told you that right now. My wife is crying
3: and. Oh. <laughs> oh Simon. Oh, Simon, and homegrown garlic is just the best.
2: Uh, I was just wondering if you said anything. All my lawn all the sand in the back there. Do I need any boost on soil?
3: Uh yes, definitely get some mature compost mm-hmm. and give that you know, try and get that down into the soil profile.
2: hmm Because the caps can do something lightly. Ah. In in, in summer, they do something to grow up tall and then it's not much
1: on...
3: Yeah, that's a nutrition thing. You've got to build that soil up, Simon. Simon,
1: um, go and buy your wife some flowers. Cheer her up, please. (laughs) (laughs) I always think that's the best option. Sabrina. Always lovely to Die. to be with you, and we're back together again next I week. I know. I'm try and hang out for both. <laughs> <laughs> no, laborious is my favourite word <laughs> of the day, and uh, I'll leave you with this. Do you know who Spanner was in West Australian footy? Because Mike from Leeming wanted to know during oh. our show, not Sports Talk, which is on next. It's ten o'clock.